welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Carol, my pronouns are they and she. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank everyone. you. We took a week off. We took a week off. We did a filler. It's it's fine. It's normal. So yeah, I guess technically we took two weeks off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, life happens. Life happens so much sometimes. It really does. Um, my switch is still broken. <laughs> oh. I well, okay. So I got I got the the tricky screws off right, mm-hmm. and then I um pretty much completely disassembled it yanked the motherboard out and then extremely realized i do not have the tools to actually take the USB-C port out and then i started looking at local repair shops and see like kind of what their pricing is and all of the local repair shops in salt lake do a per service pricing model and nintendo does a flat rate repair model so it makes so i i have to sit down and like put the damn thing back together again and then just kind of like bite the bullet and just send my switch back to nintendo yeah womp, womp. yeah it's <sighs> so i have not been playing a whole lot of video games <laughs> i've been playing a whole lot of fortnite but i'm not going to talk about fortnite on the show we talked about fortnite before the show uh huh there's not really much to say right now other than um the movement's still really fucking good, especially mm. with the Spider-Man swinging. It's gonna suck when they take that out next uh, next week. Mm, right. With the change in season. Maybe they'll keep... Or maybe they'll replace it with an equally satisfying, fun movement tech. So the rumor that I was reading... Uh-huh. Is that the, 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 the special character, the special uh, uh, brand deal for next time might be Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. And they might put Ezio in the video game, which I have seen an Ezio running around the video game. I don't know what happened there. Uh-huh. Or I feel like Ezio may have been in Fortnite before. Oh, you know, let me just Google Ezio Fortnite. Let's do some live uh, journalism. <laughs> um, um, to get the Ezio Auditory set, you must purchase Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok, or any Assassin's Creed Valhalla edition on the Epic Game Store. Okay. Okay. So you could do it now. You could have you could have Ezio now. Um the the reason or I, I guess this was before they did that deal or something, I don't know. Mm. Um I was reading this this rumor because they were also uh maybe people were like, Oh, maybe they're adding like um clambering and like climbing to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The ability to scale a vertical surface. Mm-hmm. If only like a little bit. Yeah, there's a Fortnite now has a stamina wheel. It might. I mean, who knows? Um, All right, it would be nice because there are sometimes where like I just need to get over a wall, mm. and the, the the solution now is to just like attempt to get over the wall, fail, build some stairs. Right, right. Um, I will which say, isn't a bad solution. Uh huh. Yeah, I will say even though I haven't been playing a lot of games, I've been watching somebody play a lot of games. Somebody who mm. I well, so I. Um, in in real life, I I have I have a friend, and he recently repurchased a Switch for himself, and got Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's the same man who told me, "Oh, you know, I'm not much of a gamer. I I never sit down and just like play a game for like more than an hour at a time." 
And now I get like regular updates and he'll be like, oh yeah, I just caught alpha so-and-so and I'm, you know, level this and this. And I, <laughs> I think he's almost caught up to me in stars, um, which is insane. Cause I think when I put the game down, I was nine stars. I think I'm still at eight. Um, eight or nine. Yeah, I was up there, but it's just, it's funny kind of seeing, um, Someone who, you know, doesn't really consider themselves much of a gamer to, like, really kind of latch onto a game and, like, just wholeheartedly just get very into it. Um, Because in his words, he feels like uh, Legends Arceus has no stakes. At least, like, as far as the, the overworld goes and just, like, exploration. So he just can, like, do whatever he wants and whatever sounds fun at that time and, like, there's really no punishment to that other than just like, you know, that's what you're choosing to do with your time right now. And he'll be like, yeah, no, I just, you spend a couple of hours just gathering and now I'm catching stuff and <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been kind of, kind of really neat. I played a little bit of uh chrono trigger the other day. Mm-hmm. Just, just, a, just a wee bit. You know, I, I did the part where I, I fought, I chose to fight uh, Magus. Mm-hmm. I had Frog on my team, and they did the solo fight, and that was fun. It, yeah, I almost... I, I was looking up, like, cause the, when the choice showed, I was like, hey, um, what's the deal with this choice? Uh-huh. And they were like, oh yeah, you can either choose and you'll join your party, or you can uh, refuse and you'll have a really hard boss fight. It wasn't even that hard. Yeah. His magic didn't do much damage to, like. I put up a couple of barriers. I put up a barrier sphere and then, like, mm-hmm. replaced it when it fell down. But like, yeah. even without it, it was only doing like 112 damage with spells. Mm-hmm. And his punches are weak. He's got <laughs> weak arms. Um, and then I did that. And then I went and I got the chrono trigger. And then I um, I am at the part where I need to keep grinding silver points because I'm bad at the mini game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. So that's what I'm doing currently in Chrono Trigger. <laughs> uh, now that you've kind of wrapped up the the Magus stuff in Chrono Trigger, I want you to look at this guy from Chrono Cross. This is like the the three way Venn diagram of Sephiroth, Magus from Chrono Trigger, and uh, any character from Yakuza. <laughs> So for the folks at home, this is Guile from Chrono Cross, and there's been, like, a long-standing, like, fan theory that, like, this is uh, Magus in disguise, uh, and, like, kind of as a side character in Chrono Cross. I don't- I, I'm in- I'm kind of at the point where I don't think it is actually, but I love, like, fan theories like that. Uh, does he got a flash kick? Maybe a sonic boom? Um, what is his weapon type? Um, but he's got a staff. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a he's a staff wielder. Um, as a gameplay thing, he's very funny because he's dog shit in the beginning. Like as soon as you get him, his like um element grid is essentially inverted. It's like a lot of characters have a lot of like low level. It's it's essentially think like D and D spell slots, where like you've got like slots. That you could put a spell in, but that's also kind of how you junction like consumable items and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this character is weird because he's a late bloomer, and everything he, like all of his his grid is like 
inverted. So he's got only a handful of low-level slots, and by the end of the game, he's got, like, I want to say, like, seven or eight, like, max-level slots, which is unheard of. Mm. So it's it's definitely like, yeah, once you recruit him, he's not very good, but if you put in the time and come back to him later, he's amazing. A real Donald of Fire Emblem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also like that the the wiki the chrono wiki um, description for him is a handsome and enigmatic magician. These are some words that I'm reading right now. Mm. NBA X Pac Man model kits are coming. What? Bandai Hobby will launch NBA themed entry grade Pac Man in spring of 2022. Okay, but where's my perfect grade NBA Pac Man? <laughs> I like how the Lakers Pac-Man is just Pac-Man with purple shoes and a purple tongue. Yeah. Um I do None of these are particularly good to look at. No. I I do want somebody to get like 3 of them and just kind of make a Chimera um Pac-Man. Where, yeah, none like... of them have red shoes so you can't just like mix and match them to make regular Pac-Man. <laughs> you could do um the white shoes and the white tongue with yellow Pac-Man, and then he's kind of like, um, I don't know, a, a white ranger version. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. 18 pieces. Mmm. Anyways, you should probably, like, do the show, huh? Before yeah. this turns into another filler episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, I guess. Let me get my timer up. Gotta set it for 45 minutes and not just 5 minutes. <laughs> five minutes on the clock let's go all right uh, just a reminder for everyone we were supposed to be doing the the prompts of comedy today uh-huh okay so you're talking before how you were like oh, i want to look up like what about a video game makes a video game funny right right because like i i think it's interesting to consider like what makes video games as a medium so like interesting and evocative like the, the the fact that it's it's a medium that you're entirely like interacting with mm -hmm. um and so like i i really wanted to do like research for this episode and be like what about video games lends itself so well to comedy and then i was like oh that's research and homework I, i'm not going to do that then when we do too much prep work these episodes just end up being way too fast mm -hmm. and i'm i'm gonna you know talk about this for a second even though this isn't the idea i want to follow through on uh -huh. um and I think it's something about, like, the physicalness of it. It's, it lends itself well to, like, slapstick. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's, like, unintentional slapstick, too. Yeah, it's something you see a lot, especially in, like, a VR or video game space. Uh-huh. Is people doing very funny stuff of, like, just, just slapping things together violently for no reason. Uh-huh. Or, like, you know, coming across an area that has, like, very violent Z fighting, and you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but also video games such as uh, Hitman. Mm -hmm. there, there's a there's a slapstick comedy to those as well because of the way that the systems interact. Right, like the especially like the kind of absurdity you can really take the hyper violence to, or the the heat seeking briefcase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also there's stuff like um games that have glitches you know mm. like the um the the wwe 2k series except for the new one which has a lot less glitches uh because they went from doing a like kind of physics like specific individual actions that are interacting with each other system to more canned animations mm. 
But like there there were times where I played like 2K18 or whatever cuz one of my friends bought it. Mm. Um, and I did something nightmarish where I like a ladder got like pushed onto one of the ropes. So it was just leaning against it. And someone was like way, way outside, like leaned up on like the announcer table. Mm-hmm. So I decided, well, let me see if I can just run up the ladder and jump off of it. <laughs> and I could. Nice. Uh, but also, it freaked out because of the physics of the ropes. Um, and also, so my character would snap to my opponent. I got like launched 15 feet into the air. Yes. <laughs> And something about watching all that happen is very funny. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Uh, but, like, that, that's, it's just, you know, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. The things that can make a video game funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, however, I want to talk about something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, lately. This has actually been a thing that's been true since not the beginning of video games, but, you know, some stuff. Um, is the, uh, attempt to adapt certain types of media to video games. Yes. Uh, trying to tell, like, movie-style stories in video games as of late, especially with stuff like God of War and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized, you know, we've tried doing, like, sci-fi, like, grand things, political thrillers... Uh, stuff like that. All of those things have been tried to be translated over to video games. Right. But you know what we haven't tried to translate over? Hmm. Romantic comedies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so you play as a character voiced by Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and the other character is voiced by Hugh Grant. <laughs> I was gonna go for Tom, or not not Tom Tom Hanks, but his brother because he's cheaper. <laughs> his brother, but playing <laughs> Tom Hanks. Look, this is just the video game adaptation of You Got Mail, <sighs> a movie I I actually kind of adore. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I think it would be fun. It's like so you could say like, well, that's like the the visual novel space that tries to dabble in that. No, 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 no. No, I want a triple A romantic comedy video game. Yeah, yeah, because like I um, want three D models existing in a space. Hmm. Anyways, continue. um. Well, yeah, because like I think it, it, it especially with like, <laughs> uh, like almost like Grand Theft Auto like style like pop ups and stuff like that. Yeah, like L A Noir. Hmm. You know where it's like you're going from point to point, and yeah, like when you get there, there's like action that way, like it. The, the open worldness of it could be an open world romantic comedy video game. <laughs> well, because like I think there is still going to be like um, your MSQ, right? Like there is like the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like the guy, or the you know, I, not even the guy, but like the person. I would say that you're mm-hmm. you're meant to fall for. But like, I think there's probably definitely ways for you to air quotes deviate from that. You know. Yeah, you gotta go hang out and uh, do quests with your gay sidekick. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so let's list romantic comedies okay. that, that we want to pull from. Um, what is the most recent romantic comedy you've watched? Like, as far as uh, production, or just like the one that I've the seen one the most that you watched recently? most recently? Shit. 
because uh, for me, it is the the Netflix film Holiday. Uh, Charlie and I watched that uh, on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. It's a fucking Hallmark movie because my coworker was in it. <laughs> it's a oh. uh, uh, well, okay. So it, it's a Hallmark movie called Sweet Pecan Summer, and she had a essentially a very 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 small part. Um, she essentially uh, plays a, a shopkeeper that's in like the last five minutes of the movie. Like, uh, you know, but she had like a whole viewing party. She was very excited. Um, it was like a whole thing. It was very sweet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's probably because then that one was fun because it's very, um, I don't know. It was like very hallmarky, but I think in a very endearing way. Mm hmm. Like, um, because it had that, like, uh, that romance trope of like we didn't work out when we dated the first time but now we're like coming back to this relationship a little bit older and like i see you with different eyes and that makes me love you and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which is which is good and tasty um i think probably my favorite romantic comedy is 13 going on 30 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i've seen that one once before but it was a long time ago it's I I actually probably will be wrangling Justin into watching that with me for my birthday. <laughs> Cause I I adore it. Um, I think about Easy A a lot. Mm-hmm. That one was that one was fun to watch, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if The Good Witch counts as a romantic comedy. Hmm. I've I have not seen it. So I, I was sprinkled into watching it by a friend of mine, um, and I thought it was very, very nice, very cute, very pleasant. Mm. I don't know if there was a comedy to it. I think it was mostly just ro- uh, romance. Like, ah. There's a little bit of comedy inherent to the fact that she is maybe a witch. Who knows? Mm. Maybe there's magic happening here, but it's certainly less humorous than some rom-coms go for. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, what what do we want to do plot-wise? I think it's the, it's the first part, is we got to figure out what the kind of plot is and how do we translate that into video game space. I think... Because I think also if it's open world, we're juggling multiple plot lines. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, the main one is probably... Um, I think we got to pull the... She, you know, the main character is a lady. She's... You know, 30-something career woman. Do you want to do the whole, like, she's a career woman and she just, and she falls in love to realize, and, like, also realizes that, like, work isn't everything, kind of? Mm-hmm. The, the career woman goes to a small town. Yeah. Learns the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack, uh, hooks up with a, a nice farmer guy, you know. Or okay. is it, is Actually, it, is I need it... to take a moment. I need to take a moment and talk about some other stuff I did when I was playing Chrono Trigger and doing laundry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so I told you about the library they put in the laundry room, right? Yes. Yes. And how half the books in there are in French. Yes. Because <laughs> I live in the French-Canadian capital of South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, let me just, you know, pick something up here. Oh, this is like a, a romance novel. I've been meaning to try reading some more of these. Uh-huh. And I picked up, it's like a, it was a collection of two short stories. They're like 150 pages each, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, it, they were written in the 80s. Right. And so there, there's some stuff that comes with that. But like, 
God, the fuck? I had to put it down because after like thirty-three pages in, I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be the the male lead, and uh, he sucks, <laughs> right? He's just like he straight up is massage. Like, he was like, uh, fucking women, you all, you want all these rights, and then you don't do anything with them. You just belong and doing stuff in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm like, this is your romantic lead. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think. We definitely need to have a whole, like, discussion on, like, the the love interest, because I think there's some really interesting, like, I think, something I, I think would be really interesting to play with is, like, starting to do, like, romantic comedy tropes, and then, like, very quickly dismantling them. Like, you know, stuff about, like, miscommunication, and, like, you know, like, I think, that, honestly, I think that's the big one, is, like, the whole, like, Oh, you saw me taking my shirt off in a room alone with another girl. And it's like, you know, if you just talked to him, you would realize that, like, nothing was happening. It's very, like, you know, what 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 was going on in that situation was very rated G, and he still loves you, honey. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think there still obviously has to be that moment of oh, uh, yeah. confusion and running away. And it has uh-huh. to sit for, like, a beat or two. Yeah, but, yeah. Because, like, I think, I think it's important to, like, feel what you're feeling maybe calm down a little bit before you start like confronting people or like having these kind of like big discussions, but like you should have them ultimately. Okay. I need to, I need to pitch an idea. See, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I've never played Grand Theft Auto five, but mm-hmm. it is a game that has three protagonists. Mm-hmm. Do we, do we want to do three different romantic comedy plot lines in this one video game? I think that also depends on like the scope of our location too. Yeah. Because if we kind of do, like, a map that is, I don't know, I guess I'm thinking of, like, Augusta, Georgia, right? Which is my hometown. Where, like, Augusta, downtown Augusta is is large, but it's it's no Atlanta. So mm. you could have, like, a downtown area, and then, like, you go, I would say, maybe 10, 15 blocks, and you're kind of getting into, like, more suburbs. And then, like, maybe, so maybe this space is, like, You've got, like, a a clear downtown area, but it also doesn't take too long to, like, be outside of city limits and, like, have that kind of, um, so you could have a a plot line where it's like, I need to get out of the big city and just go, go, go live a simple life and realize that, like, work isn't everything. But also you have that plot line going on while somebody else is, like, doing fake dating, obviously. Or fake dating you know, um, slow burn romance where they keep bumping into the same person over over again in different locations and they both, like, start, like, crushing on each other, like... Mm-hmm. So I think uh, if... Yeah, I think if we can have, like, a... Or even... You could probably also, instead of... Like, it is open world, but you maybe have, like, large sets, too, to kind of zone between. Yeah. I like the idea. Okay, I like the idea of having three different protagonists. I also like the idea that, despite the fact that they're doing three different separate stories, that they are they are all best friends. Yes, yes, obviously, obviously. I think that's really funny because then you can also have the, the plot lines overlapping. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's so and so. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you about this. I can't believe he did da 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 da. Good, good, good. Um, mm-hmm. I think the fake dating one should be uh a lesbian relationship yes yes it's uh uh she has to go to like a work party and it's it's like 
uh, one of those like jobs where like everybody has a family, everybody has a significant other, and she's just tired of like going to work functions with nobody because everyone's like, when are you going to finally settle down and like meet somebody nice? And she's like, God, I'm just I'm just sick of this. And she just like <sighs> as like a, just an entire like sigh of frustration asks, um, not at work obviously, but is like the cute barista at a coffee shop she keeps going to. Mm. And it's just like she's like venting her frustration while this barista is like outside on break, and that it just like works out. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, if you're you're tired of everybody being in your business and asking when are you going to settle down, why don't you just like bring a fake date? Yeah. And then she's like, well, will will you go with me? <laughs> and she doesn't realize that she's going to catch feelings for this lady mm-hmm. because she doesn't realize she can catch fe- feelings for ladies. Hmm. Um. I I unintentionally said something very smooth to somebody recently and then realized afterwards how extremely flirty that it could like come off. Mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. a it was a very funny moment for me cuz um um so a part of my job is um we've got business accounts, right? So like construction businesses and whatnot, they come in and they'll instead of like bringing the company card every single time, they have a charge account with us that they just like put their bill on and then at the end of the month they cut us one huge check for all their spending for the month and then we just like apply that check to their account and like we balance it and all that kind of shit so one of the things i have to do for my job is sometimes those companies aren't getting the invoices for each of the transactions that they did over the course of the month and this you know one of our business accounts was reaching out you know i was trying to email the lady her invoices but like i think she had like some kind of sort of firewall issue like probably wasn't allowing like emails with large attachments on whatever um so she sent a guy to come pick them up from the hardware store <laughs> and he started playing a song cuz he was like okay you know you know i'm here to pick it up and i was you know trying to scramble and like open my all the databases and stuff like that to pull this invoice to print it out for him and he goes oh i haven't heard this song in forever um like i, I like this song cuz our work radio i wouldn't say it's loud but it's like you can definitely tell what's what's playing at any mm-hmm. given time and Play just with an s club say oh, s club seven's <laughs> famous hit the only s club seven song I've, o- I've ever heard and i didn't hear it until like 28 or 2020 <laughs> um but without even thinking i was like well you should come in more often it plays here all the time <laughs> and like he was he was pretty cute like i i I will not tell a lie so i kind of uh we we ended the interaction and i went in the manager's office i was like and because my boss was back then i was like hmm think about i think i just said something that was like unintentionally very flirty and he was like oh (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but anyway yes uh i love this what is uh Clueless lesbian fake dating's name. Oh, um, hmm. I, I'm thinking of a bunch of names, and I don't like any of the names I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, just you know, I'm just gonna Google. Um, mm. Let's see if we want them to be thirty. Let's say top 100 baby names for 1987. Yeah. Heather could be fun. Hmm. Rachel. Rachel's a classic. Mm-hmm. Jamie. Mm-hmm. Christine. Separately, Kristen. <laughs> I mean, it, it just it could be a 
uh, a reference to WLW icon Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Done for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got Kristen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then... So we, we've got the basic ideas of that blog. You know, it follows mm. the, the standard fake dating trope where you catch feelings over time. Something happens, so that way you no longer need to do the fake dating, and you realize, mm, but I really want to, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's your... What is the, um... Like, I guess, maybe, like, her, like, B-plot, or, like, some side questy kind of stuff you can do. This is just, like, me- mostly, like, work-related, maybe? Yeah, what what kind of work do you think she does? Publishing? I feel like publishing's a very, uh, standard, uh, it's either publishing or cosmetics or some sort of, like, journalism for, like, uh, rom-com leads. I think, um, I was thinking either journalism, but publishing could be fun, too, because it's going around and just, like, having to do stuff for all these eccentric writers. Right. That could be fun. Um, I like that. I like publishing for her. Because mm-hmm. then you're also probably going to a lot of events. That could be a reason why you need to have a fake date. Yeah. And also why you would go to a coffee shop so often. Mm-hmm. Mm, perfect. Nails it. Yeah. Swoosh. Yeah. It's, I don't know, I, I feel like you see that a lot in, in rom-coms, but also it's good. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's an, I guess specifically, maybe she's like an editor or something like that. Uh, let's go with Small Town. Mm. Next. Small town, maybe small town's a like a lawyer? Mm, big city lawyer coming out to the boonies. Yeah, yeah. I ain't no big city lawyer, but <laughs> uh, does she get to go out there on a case or is she just going out there to get it away from it all? I think she's just get going she's getting away from it all. I think she Maybe she just finished a very contentious, difficult case. Uh, we- but it was like one of those cases that, like, uh, you're defending someone, um, she's like a defense attorney, maybe. Yeah. And, like, yes, the person absolutely didn't do it, but, like, mm. it, it was, like, such a, like, violent crime that obviously people are, like, pissed off at you for defending someone that they think did the violent crime. Mm-hmm. And so, just getting out of town to get away from it all. Right. Yeah. And, like, she she's able to do that. So, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, oh, you know, my parents just live, you know, 30 minutes outside of town. I can just go stay, stay with them for a little bit and just unwind. And little did she know that while she was unwinding and, and playing her Nintendo Switch on the rocking chair, she would meet the man of her dreams. <laughs> David and like or I think Michael. He, Michael's a good one uh-huh. Michael number one on the top 100 baby names for 1987 mm-hmm. and I think Michael's definitely I think he definitely fills the uh, uh, the the romantic comedy trope of like ruffles her feathers but also makes her a better person kind of a mm-hmm. dynamic and they have this bonding thing where, like, someone out in the boonies also recognizes her from the case and, like, gets mad at her. Mm. Uh, and then when they end up alone, she's like, he didn't do it, you know. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, okay. You say yeah. so, he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe, okay, so, uh, Lawyer Lady's, maybe it's, Lawyer Lady's mother now lives alone, and, like, mm. uh, David comes over to check on her every now and again, just because he's, like, the well, friendly local. neighbor. Yeah, yeah, and he's just, like, a sweet guy. And so, yeah, like, the wa- handyman comes over, fixes all the, the issues. Mm-hmm. And kind of while he's doing, like, a, a wellness check on the lawyer's mother, that's when, like, they, the kind of, that's, I think that's their meet cute is, like, lawyer lady is just, like, full on, like, sweatpants, messy bun, like, not really expecting anybody to just come waltzing into the house. And here comes hunky, hunky Michael handyman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like a Nicole for this, mm-hmm. for this character's name. Yeah. Um, probably like a part in the story where she has to go back to the big city, and for some reason Michael's also in the big city doing something. Yeah, and so it's it's meeting up in a completely different element. Mm, because he's like getting to see kind of her in her element, and like that's exciting and cool. And she gets caught off guard because you know he's seeing her in this element, and mm. there's also like. I don't know, like, if there would be fall. Maybe there's like still just like continued fallout from that case. Yeah. Maybe maybe the public backlash has been too much, and she's about to be let go. Hmm. Or maybe not like let go, but kind of uh, strongly recommended. You just you take a uh, what sabbatical? I was like, what's the what's the like real world term for like hiatus sabbatical? Mm-hmm sabbatical i think it's a b but yeah so what's uh, what's the small town thing that she gets really into that realizes that she shouldn't live in the big city she needs to do the small town thing um i think my favorite one of those has been running a bookstore but we already have a publisher so i don't yeah. want to double up on books and i i don't want like i think it's fun to kind of like lean into like traditionally feminine things but i don't want to be like oh yeah she like discovers her like love of rediscovers her love of well okay so i think by going home she discovers something that she like like maybe a hobby or an interest that she put down um because like obviously i think it's one of those things where it's like this house is like the house that she grew up in like you know so her childhood room is still there and like maybe i don't know maybe there's a sewing machine that she like remembers like how much she loves like fashion design or something like that or uh what if what if her mother is like owns a thrift store mm-hmm. and you know, she's working there, but it's also like helping local people. Like when they're like trying to look for like specific looks mm-hmm. or like, Oh, I have this really important thing I need to be doing, or I'm trying to impress this person. Yeah. And it's like doing outfit coordination using like thrifted items. Yeah. And I think there's also maybe an element of like, like this business will stay afloat. Even if like, you this one customer isn't like maybe paying exactly what the sticker price is like maybe you know maybe she kind of introduces like a essentially like uh kind of like itches like pay what you feel like is right kind of model so it's also like kind of a community outreach for like you know making sure folks have like good clothes for like interviews and stuff like that too Mm -hmm. even if they don't necessarily have the money for it okay and that also fills in, like, the, the side quest part, mm. obviously. Yeah, because you just play style savvy on the side. <laughs> yeah, I love a style savvy. 
All right. So what's what's this last one we want to do? What's our third? Who's our third protagonist? Uh, okay. So the third protagonist. So we've got get away from the big city. To, fake dating. Uh huh. Um. Gosh, there's so many good like rom com structures we could pull from. Is the thing. Um. Do we do we want to even breach the subject of hot boss? Um. I know there's power dynamics at play, which can be uncomfortable for some people. I I think also, I want. I do sometimes love a hot boss story. Yeah, uh, I think I kind of want something more slow burny. Mm-hmm. I I think this is a a you're my best friend and oh also I couldn't imagine my life without you kind of thing. <laughs> Oh, so this is the plot where you date a bunch of people who don't work out, <laughs> and, mm. then, and then you realize that true love was in front of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not that I'm entirely living this entire right now, but <laughs> I, just, I think it's a good one. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at this piece of Final Fantasy XIV art, fan art, and the idea of a phone case that looks like an elegant tombstone is so funny. It's a real thing. Like, somebody in real life made one. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just, like, imagining a Final Fantasy XIV character holding up a tombstone to take a selfie. I think that's also what the, like, the playing around on your phone emote looks like, too, in-game. Okay. But I will never pay Square Square Enix, like, what is it, six bucks for the companion app? Mm Mm-hmm. It just is so not worth it to me. And that's how you get that emote, is paying for the companion app. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so the unlucky in love, but love was in front of her the whole time character. Mm-hmm. How, how many times do we are we going to see her fail before like the the realization starts? Like, is this kind of like a or um? I want to give each of these bad guys like a, a quote bad bad for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give them like a substantial arc. Mm-hmm. You know, so that way it, it's, it's like noticeable, like, hey, this is what's wrong. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to say three. I think yeah. three is correct. I think this is a game about threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to remember. Okay, we had Kirsten. We had Nicole. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is maybe this is Samantha. I think Samantha is a good rom-com lead name. Uh, And uh, Andrew as the best friend. Mm-hmm. This 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 100 baby names from 1987 list is really doing the work. <laughs> What's funny here is that uh number 34 on this list for both for both uh boy baby name and girl baby name is the the respective variant of Aaron. Good. Good. Equally matched. Perfectly sh- balanced as all as things it should, should be. be. <laughs> Like, seeing that one line is, like, just imagining, like, each of these other lines as being, like, no, yeah, these are the equivalent names. Mm. <laughs> Michael and Jessica are the same name, just different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Samantha's first... I think the, the first guy that Samantha is seeing is... <sighs> Do we want to start with a rich jerk? Uh, yeah, I think he's a selfish rich jerk that, like... He he's really good at like I think he he kind of is I wouldn't say just like outright abusive but I think it's definitely one of the things where he's like a little bit neglectful, a little bit self-absorbed. 
And then, and then he tries to be like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm going to change. I'm going to be different now by like buying her stuff. Mm. So it's, it's a, you know, look, I'm, 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 you know, I can change. I can be different here. Have this like Rolex. That's Orion. <laughs> That's Orion. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we need to give the, um, uh, the, the, the Kirsten's, Kristen's, uh, partner a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen, fake dating to real dating, a Vivian. Vivian? I was thinking Rachel, because I, I still think Rachel's a good name from this list. Rachel's a very good name. Rachel seems like the name of a barista. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um... Anyways, yeah, rich, rich asshole. That's definitely a Ryan to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, next up would be a uh, like one of those guys. It's extremely like one of the guys with a bunch of like friends, and he's like he's got like gross friends, but he's like they're just playing around, you know? They're just being guys. They're just dudes. Yeah, one yeah, and types. like and like he's utterly benign, but I think he. I think he ultimately doesn't really bring anything to the table, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, no, I have, I have a choice to make here, uh, mm. to, for suggesting a name for that. Would it be too funny? Would it be too obviously like a joke to have first one be Ryan, second one be Brian? <laughs> no, cause I think that's perfect, actually. <laughs> Because I, I can't think of a third name to pull like the hat trick together, unfortunately. Ryan, Brian, um, and Karen. No. <laughs> or what about Ryan, Brian, and Darren? Darren's like a, a slant rhyme. It is. It, it it is no Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah. Though very few are. <laughs> Hewis, Dewis, and Louie. What was Chess's mnemonic for remembering their names? <laughs> uh, Huey is the red one because red is a hue. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the other ones were, but that's was... the one I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what I was trying to to think of. Um, no, I think guy number three is just uh, maybe a James. James, I got Kevin on this list. I got uh, a Jason, um, <laughs> Richard, mm, Richie, Jordan, Joel, mm, number seventy-five Joel. on the list. Yes, yes, because Joel McHale. Mm-hmm, fuck that guy. Yeah. Number one hundred on the respective lists, by the way, is Curtis and Allison. Hmm. Somehow below Frank and Molly. Okay. Um, what is what is wrong with guy number three? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other ways that guys can be bad. Maybe it's not a, like, guys are bad for number three. Maybe it's just, like, he has to move away for work and ultimately just doesn't want to, like, continue the relationship long distance. Hmm. I feel like, while it's a perfectly good reason to to end a relationship, mm. I feel like it doesn't lend well to, for like 
this being the last one that leads into realizing that love was in front of you the whole time. Gotcha. I mean, we could always reorder them too. We like, could reorder them. But... Um, cause I think maybe, I feel like if you made that one first though, the, the, the climactic reveal at the end would be like, actually, no, the, you two are going to make it work out somehow. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, that's the kind of story that that kind of relationship tells me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> So maybe what's what's wrong with number what's wrong with number three? Maybe it could be similar, but it's like being more forceful about wanting to like, oh, well, I need to move for this. You should come move with me. You, I don't care what your work's about. You yeah, come move with me. yeah, yeah. Also, what what is um, what is Samantha's employment? Um, maybe she's a freelance artist. Okay, freelance artist, good good idea yeah um my other suggestion was what if she worked at the same coffee shop that Rachel <gasps> did oh yeah well maybe like maybe she does both maybe like um because maybe guy number three is like we'll just do freelance full-time quit your job at the coffee shop and come with me and um, but all my friends and stuff are here. So yeah, and Samantha's like, I, I, I I'm have not... other things tying me down. Yeah, she's like, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna leave. Um, my best bud Andrew. Yeah, my totally and... best bud Andrew. My totally normal <laughs> friend guy. <laughs> but also the other two protagonists and stuff like that. Like, yeah, no, I I like that the whole like yeah because I think he uh, up to up until this point, guy number three has been really good really nice and for whatever reason he's like no you need to you know because we're together you can do your silly little paintings anywhere yeah yeah you need to drop everything and be with me maybe they had also gotten engaged by that point too oh yeah yeah and like so andrew's been kind of distant yeah and like and and i think that's also why guy number three has been pushing so hard about like you know samantha coming with him because he's like well we're gonna get married you know, like, obviously we can come back to do the wedding because, like, you know, you've got family here. I've got family here. But I need to go to, like, you know, I got to go to New York for my new job. Like, and, and if you're going to be my wife, you should come with me. I got to go to Vegas long term to seal this deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, okay. And then, so, uh, <laughs> Andrew has been distant since the engagement. Here mm-hmm. is that she might be moving. And then, like just shows up out of nowhere to reveal his feelings, even though she had already just turned the guy down. Yeah. And he didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And we see that part of the story through the eyes of one of the other characters, because yeah. Andrew is not going to be a point-of-view character at any point. Mm-hmm. Right, like, maybe when you're playing through... Um... Maybe that. Maybe Andrew goes to visit the small town to get, get away from this whole event. Yeah, yeah, and, like, you kind of get him... Like hyping himself up and be like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to tell Samantha how I feel," you know. Yeah, and so the character that you're playing as hears about like the whole movement thing, but mm-hmm. doesn't hear about the part. It's just like, "Hey, he asked me to leave with him, and I don't know what to think about that." Yeah, and so that call ends, and then your player character is like, "Hey, uh, Andrew, you got to go. Mm. <laughs> you got to go now." Yeah. Oh, and like the fun, like job-oriented side quest here is that you go to um, you go to different parts of the city to do to do art things. Mm-hmm. It's like um, finding uh, 
sync points in mm-hmm. any other like open world game. Yeah. I think she's like an abstract street artist though. I think it's like it's not like landscapes or anything. It's like this is the feeling of this space put down into like colors and shapes. Mm-hmm. And like I think she does do more like realist stuff for like contract work. Mm-hmm. But like the stuff that she does that she enjoys the most is like a lot more like yeah abstract impressionist like or like even some of them can like have hints of realism like i'm thinking about uh the manga blue period i know it has an anime i haven't watched the anime Mm -hmm. yeah um but like one of the early things that the 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 main character that does is a painting that captures the feeling of walking through the city in early morning after spending a night out with your friends Mm -hmm. so like it has oh that's the time uh, it has like shapes of the buildings and stuff, but everything's like done in like weird, like wiggly lines with like blue watercolor, mm-hmm. and that that feels right. Like that feels like the kind of art that she'd be doing. And then obviously, you know, like all right, I gotta paint a picture of some trees with some fruit on the side of this building for a job. Mm-hmm. It's a mural. <laughs> all right, we can't spend much more time because the timer went off. Yeah. Um, so I guess we gotta come up with a name for the game. Um, and then I've gotta somehow summarize all of this in writing. <laughs> um, the game is called Triangle Romance. Project Triangle <laughs> Romance. <laughs> Romance of the Tri-State Area. <laughs> Romance of God. Um... Because I think I think threes are important to the story, and I kind of want yeah. to capture that in the title in some way. Mm-hmm. I was going to just type in things that come in threes, um, and then it, as I was typing that, the first thing that came to my brain was uh, the television show Wick, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, no, Charmed. Charmed is the one. Yeah, <laughs> Wicked is the uh, evil version of Charmed. <laughs> um. Yeah, the power of three will set you free. Mm-hmm. Things that come in threes. Um, let's see. No, that's all. That's a bunch of things that come in four. Uh, Quora. Mm. There are not three Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, let's see. Primary colors. Uh, three ring circus. Three French hens. Three little pigs. Three piece suit. The witches from Macbeth. <laughs> Three blind mice. Mm. That could be something. That could, hold on, I'm gonna put put a pin in that one. Mm. You you could maybe do something with you know like love being blind. Three blind mice. Mm. Something something like stumbling around looking for love, not being able to find it, finding it suddenly. Yeah. Three-legged race. <laughs> Destiny's Child. <laughs> Which also originally had four members, hello? Uh, hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. Mm-hmm. Triangle is the strongest shape. The Fates. There's three of those. Minimum number of Oreos you can eat in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> three is also the first odd prime number and the second and the second smallest prime. Uh, the mother, the maiden, the crone, or whatever the three of them are. Oh yeah, rock paper scissors, BLT. This list was written in uh in 2012 on uh December 12th. Huh. 
Happy 12-12-12, everyone. That's what it mm-hmm. says. In uh, Pythagorean numerology, the number three is the digit that represents the communication. It encourages the expansion of creativity, sociability between people and movement. We could just go with something really basic. We call it like three loves. Mm, three of hearts. And the the game cover is a a playing card, but it's also like the three girls. Each like... of the hearts is one of the yeah yeah. Mm. Okay. That could be something. That could be something. Oh, well, maybe the 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 coffee shop is like playing card themed. Mm. Maybe the maybe the coffee shop is called the Queen of Hearts or something like that. Or um, blackjack coffee or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just something like. Yeah, yeah, something that would explain why there's like, or Plain. it could be like, like a, a sideways thing, and it's like Alice in Wonderland adjacent. Oh, another reason to have playing card suits everywhere. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's like uh, into the rabbit hole coffee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or down the rabbit hole coffee, white rabbit coffee. Mmm, there we go. Bingo, 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 bango. Three <laughs> of hearts. Hey, I actually came hearts. up with a game a game title. <laughs> Technically, you came up with keepsake too. <laughs> I did. I did. I just a lot of the time I'm I'm just here to support you while you you um come up with good names for the games. God, okay. How do I even gonna fucking start writing this description? Uh, a an o- <laughs> a third person open world romantic comedy game. Yeah. That's, that's Follow- definitely the first sentence. Um, following this, the three stories of... I'm gonna be mad now that there aren't romantic comedy video games. I know! Because, <laughs> like, I definitely get that, like, um, especially, like, writing-intensive games like visual novels and, like, the Otome games that, like... I think you, the last thing you want to think of is, like, all of the additional assets you would need to make it, like, a third-person, like, open-world game. Because you're spending so much time on the script and, like, you kind of all the dev resources you would have to to create 3D assets you're kind of putting towards making sprite work instead or like the multiple expressions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but also like I don't know like come on games industry. This is <laughs> it's free real estate. I think the the best the, the funniest part of us coming up with this is like Alright, because we're doing three separate stories, we can't have any of them accidentally fall in love with each other. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I I'm glad that this isn't a choice-driven game, because I think if it was We would be like, well, obviously there's the choice where you become like a, a thruple, obviously. Mm, the the polycule ending. <laughs> God, I just thought of something cursed. I know we're not adding stuff uh any more stuff, but I also just thought of like how funny it would be if each each of the protagonists had like their own unique movement tech. <laughs> oh yeah. Samantha's got wall jumps, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> this is just go like full Sonic Adventure on this. <laughs> uh Kristen has like a glide and can dig. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nicole can fly with the power of her two tails. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Surprise, this is just Sonic Adventure. <laughs> <clears throat> Three of Hearts, a comedy game. 
a third-person open-world romantic comedy game following three friends navigating their love lives. Kristen is a publisher who is sick of dealing with the pressure of being single at work and family events, and ends up in a fake dating relationship with Rachel, a cute barista at White Rabbit Coffee. After a case with a lot of public backlash, defense attorney Nicole spends some time away from work with her mother on the outskirts of town. There she meets Michael, the handyman neighbor. Samantha is unlucky in love as she balances dating with her freelance artwork as well as her job at White Rabbit Coffee. After a string of bad relationships, will she finally realize her friend Andrew has been there for her the whole time? Aww. <laughs> ah, that rules. Video games. Video games. Video games. <laughs> I also like that I don't think we talked much about like gameplay stuff here, but honestly, this is a this is a it's, story. It's a third it's a third person open world event. If you've played LA Noir or GTA, you have the basic ideas of how Yeah, yeah. Any of those, any of those where you go around a city and you go to event missions. Mm. That's how you, that's if you've played Yakuza. If you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess I, I, I was thinking about how, like, you know, even in those games, they have, like, fighting, and I don't think there's any punching in this game. The Daniel Anywhere system. <laughs> this game is 100% punch-free. Unless. No. <laughs> Help Kristen unlock her fighting styles. <sighs> Master of the strong style. <laughs> Samantha, Dragon of the West. <laughs> good shit. Uh, I think I think taking a little bit of time off was was good because I feel I feel reinvigorated and I felt like that that came out really good. Yeah. Good job, us. Good job, us. All right. Um. I guess it's time for plugs. <laughs> you mm-hmm. can find the show on Twitter at RNGGCast. And you can send us emails to RNGGPodcast at gmail.com. Crash. I am on Twitter at CrashingWays14 and also Daphne Oliver XIV. Follow whichever account you want. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I have unlocked my main. I don't know if I'm going to regret this later, but... Uh... Shit happens. We're 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 trying stuff out. We're f- making mistakes. We're getting messy, and I think that's half the fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassidy, where are you online? You can find me online at Mad Lobotanist. is M A D L O B O T A N I S T, and you can find all the podcasts that I do on my website, which is at madlobotanist.neocities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle neocities.org. Uh, I want to do a special uh plug for Power Dunk Super Sports, which is the mm-hmm. uh fake talk show interview podcast thing that i do about the uh the quote fictional sporting event of march Madness, mm-hmm. uh which is like this collaborative event between a bunch of people in the masks ap community it's like a like a fun little uh tournament bracket yeah thing. and i talk about the bracket on that show in character and i like talk to people that are competing or people on the shows that are competing mm-hmm. it's, it's a fun time you can find that on twitter at podunk soup sport soup spelled like the delicious food or beverage yeah um and the show itself is on the apex city feed uh so if you have a podcast app go look for apex city it's a masks show but there's episodes that are specifically uh labeled which are the ones that i do um and you can find that show also on twitter at apex city cast uh i rolled everything it's, it's another it's another one word 
And that one word is strategy. I hope everybody's ready for hexagon strategy next time. See, you you were saying that we we mistakes get messy, and I was like, Magic School Bus strategy game. (laughs) Yeah. Ew. Sorry, no. I just, I had the visceral image of like uh, uh, an isometric, you know, SRPG map, but it's like fleshy, like the inside of someone's stomach lining kind of oh, a thing. Oh, it's the monstro level of, yeah. uh, of Kingdom Hearts Chain of but Memories for the Game Boy but Advance. You're, but you're moving around Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics inside of Monstro. <laughs> Gross. See, I was thinking of surfing <laughs> on a sound wave. <laughs> Sailing through the stars. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> we'll figure out what we're doing next time. Yeah. But until then, good luck. Have fun!